1: and each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW approved. Void prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Welcome to On Texas Football.
0: Uh, in this episode, we have our recruiting week- weekly with uh, Jerry Hamilton. How are you doing, Jerry? Good, Bobby. Just uh, hit uh, North Shore and... Uh couple other schools early this week. Um, and then back on the road today, uh, going to go see uh, Jonah Wilson, receiver from Decaney, and actually going to hit up a basketball guy over in uh, Bel Air a little bit later this afternoon as well. Gotcha. Well, I, you're always on the road,
1: and I, I think that the fans appreciate that. I mean, I certainly do as somebody that talks to you. If you go out and see the players in person, uh, get to meet them and understand them, what makes them tick, it always, I think, leads to a, a better uh, uh understanding of, of them as a, as a player even.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the reality is that there's a few things over the years in this business that I've really learned is um, some of your a lot of your best information, uh, you know, on these kids, maybe as players, maybe, uh, you know, off the field, the recruitments, uh, they come from the school visit and that doesn't mean sitting in the head coach's office. That means the assistant coaches. That means uh, a trainer who might know something about, their recruitment that uh, the head coach might not even know, because it's the funny thing is the prospects see the trainers almost every day. They don't see the coaches every day necessarily if they're in other sports. So it's amazing over the years, how you find, uh, uh information sources, let's say. <laughs> and it reminds me of the NFL draft,
1: right? I mean, yep. one of their key interviews is the strength and conditioning staff of the, of the college you. program. Right. Um, yep. but, but, you know, recruiting is a little bit different in that it's, it's also about information about where a kid wants to go right. as opposed to just how good he is. And so you're on the lookout for every little bit of information you can get. And so uh, getting out on the road, there's just absolutely no, uh, uh, there's no replacement uh, for no. that. And so um, Jerry Hamilton of Inside Texas, uh, he and I both work for Inside Texas. Please consider a subscription there if you don't already. Also, please uh, it would help us out on this video channel and, and on the podcast if you clicked on the subscribe button to our subscribe, uh, to subscribe to our podcast and videocast as well. Jerry and I talked uh, prior to this uh, video uh, about uh, what we wanted to, to really discuss. And Jerry wrote an article this morning on Inside Texas about some of the key recruitments Texas is going to face and what we think would be a good, uh, almost a primer of sorts for uh, the 2023 class is to give you guys a sense of who we see as the bellwether guys that will, I I, I don't wanna say make or break a a recruiting class because no single individual necessarily does that, um, but actually give you a barometer to be able to check in on, hey, these are the guys that that we think are gonna last the test of time. There may be other guys that come in that are just as good or better. this is still, we're still somewhat early in the recruiting process, and Steve Sarkeesian and his, his staff are dead set on not over, not under evaluating a senior class. Uh, they proved that this past year and have done that successfully. So uh, at the same time, there are some guys that out there that we know are, are going to be there. And so I want to do it. Uh, Jerry broke it out by nat- competing against National and then competing against A&M uh, for some in state bloodbaths. I kind of want to do it position by position, if that's okay, right. Jerry. Yep. I, th- I think that that way it's, it's easier for people to take notes if they want to, keep people to follow along right. uh, in that regard. Uh, starting, you know, at quarterback, Texas has only offered one quarterback in this class, and that's Arch Manning, young man out of, out of New Orleans, uh, incredible pedigree. Jerry, where? why do you think Texas has only offered one quarterback, first of all? Because everybody's aware of Arch Manning why is Texas only offered one quarterback at this point? Where do you think Texas sits in this recruitment? And is there any kind of insight you can give on, on where things are at in your opinion? I mean, just, um, I get, I think people are thirsty for information because he's such a, a big name recruit and is one of those bellwether or barometer players for this
0: class. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, he's the only quarterback offer because that's where Texas has been all in on the, in the 23 class on Arch Manning, uh, since Steve Sarkeesian uh, got the job and was announced as a head coach at Texas. I think that's been fairly obvious to everybody. There's a lot of really good quarterbacks. They haven't bit on any of them, haven't offered a single one. Um, And I think this is, you know, a little bit of where recruiting is um, different now with the portal, let's say is, you know, Quinn Ewers transfers to Texas. Malik Murphy's in that class. So people are like, well, if Texas stays in the Arch Manning, recruitment all the way and he doesn't decide until let's say early next season which I don't think is going to happen by the way I think it'll be before then but let's just say it carries out that long while the other quarterbacks are committed so you're not going to get a quarterback in the 23 class if you don't get Arch Manning unless somebody pops up late um, or there's a coaching change where you can dive in like Texas tried to do with Devin Brown but my point is if Malik Murphy red shirts he's essentially in that class, right? I mean, that's the consideration. Quinn Ewers came in as more of the guy you consider in the 22 class. Malik Murphy is more of a guy you consider in the 23 class. But at the same time, Arch Manning has been the target the whole time. Um, It's obvious to anybody. Everybody recruiting Arch Manning knows Texas only offered one quarterback. So that, to, to me, it's a couple of things. It's one, there's confidence there. Confidence has continued to be there. It, it, you know, you don't you don't just have one quarterback offer if you don't think you're getting the guy right, or if you don't think you're in a really good position to win the recruiting battle. So there's a lot of confidence on the Texas side with Arch Manning. That should be obvious to anybody who follows recruiting. Um, you know, I, I think Texas in a, in a, is in a slight lead there. I mean, I think it's been a bigger lead at times before five and seven. I think before five and seven happened, I think you know there was a high probability. Uh, that that arch would uh, end up at texas i think obviously it's more of a battle now and when you're battling georgia and alabama it's that league is going to shrink and it's going to be a battle and so nothing about the recruitment surprises me i think you know one of the interesting things is they told clemson no thanks you know so that would cut out one when arch began the recruiting process last summer uh, Clemson was considered maybe his personal favorite to start the process. I think he, he really liked uh, Dabo and he, and he liked the Clemson program. And, you know, look, they've been they've been on top uh, of college football at Alabama. So they're out. Now it's more, you know, everything I hear, Arch really likes Austin, really likes Athens. You know, the question with this recruitment is going to be when it come when you get closer to decision making time and everybody sits down and talks about the football part of it. Where is it going to lead? And I think that's still the unknown in this recruitment, Bobby, is I think we know who Arch likes. And I think we know Texas feels pretty good about this recruitment. But this, the hard, tough conversations with the Manning family, as you get close to the decision-making time, have not happened yet. I, I'm going I'm to
1: say this, and, and we talked
0: about it earlier, David Cutcliffe right,
1: uh, uh, played a role in both Peyton Manning's and uh, uh, Eli Manning's development. Uh, as college players, there are rumors and reports that, uh, Texas is considering or hoping to bring in David Cutcliffe as an analyst. Uh, but we've heard nothing that's definitive at this point. Um, and so we want to make sure of that. Um, but I will say this, Eli Manning did not go to a 10 and two school. That's right. You know, Ole Miss at that point in time was very mediocre now at the same point or at the same, in the same vein, uh, you know, there's a, a legacy there because Archie went to school at Old Miss. Right. So there's there's that pull. So we'll have to see what this means. But uh, Steve Sarkeesian is well-regarded by, by the the Mannings. And so I
0: think that that is where they're at. What's interesting you, hey, to Bob, me- Hey, Bobby, you brought up a great point is he, he, he kind of mirrors Cutcliffe, doesn't he? In yes. a lot of ways. That's, I think, what you're getting at. And there could be that quarterback development piece is so huge with the family. Yep. Is that and he, he in, Sarkeesian mirrors Cutcliffe with the Eli recruitment a little bit is what you're talking about. The programs aren't now on top of college football, but that's yeah. was that's where Archie trusted David Cutcliffe to get Eli to that next level. Yep. So, a question for you as it
1: relates to that. So, Georgia has offered another quarterback in this class, right? Yep. Has Moore Alabama be. yet? Because I think. Alabama apparently. I, I read something from Hank South, who is a guy that covers Alabama that we yeah. you and I both know, yeah. and they are potentially looking at another quarterback right now as well.
0: Yeah, they've offered a couple other guys, but you know, look, where's that emphasis? I mean, Nick kind of controls recruiting college football, so that's a little different game, right? He can offer three guys, and it's okay um, because he's got he's going to get those kids that to his campus again. Um, So I I think it's a little bit of a different game. I think Alabama's offered other guys. The Georgia offer to Dante more recently for Texas fans was an eye opener. Oh, maybe Kirby doesn't feel as good about Arch Manning. Well, I I think, I think one of the keys with the Arch Manning recruitment on the Texas side is be willing to sit there as with Arch as the only target because other kids will want to commit to Alabama, Georgia may not want to wait until the end of the summer to have a quarterback in the class if somebody really good wants to raise their hand. So if you're Texas, patience, which is what Sarkeesian and his staff did in the 2022 class, patience with Arch Manning's recruitment can help you win out here at the end of the day. Um, I want, before we move on to running backs, I want to mention one thing. Eric Nolene
1: saying, uh, reporting for Inside Texas, that Manning, uh, he believes, will be back on Texas's campus sometime in late March.
0: Mid-way. I, I, well, I think there, I think the Mannings will make use of the spring official visits
1: okay got and it. then
0: that's where your decision will come from Thanks. because you know there's been coaching changes you know look we all know Doug Marone's already gone at Alabama right what are the chances Bill O'Brien's back at Alabama does Munkin go to the NFL I mean so there's some things in our in that Clemson they've already been knocked out because of all the coaching changes right and so it's kind of just a wait and see. And I think that's why the spring official visits will be huge for Arch's, recruit, Arch's recruitment is because then they'll get to see where the coaching staffs are. But I think that also plays into uh, helping Texas with the, you know, look, it's hard to say for after five and seven, you have great stability, but you have stability with the guy who's training quarterbacks, right? And developing quarterbacks at Texas. Yeah. Uh, um. I think that's a good discussion. The, the running backs, the, the bellwether guys,
1: you know, while, while Texas has offered Cameron cook out of study point point, another guy that you went to see personally and really liked the, the bellwether guy is really Reuben Owens, right? Uh, the running back out of El Campo that was once committed to Texas, uh, but has been a known quantity in the recruiting circle since his sophomore season.
0: Yeah. It, you know, look, I, I, uh, uh, spoke with somebody a couple weeks ago said oh this is going to end up a Texas Texas A&M battle that's where it's going to go there there's going to be all the national visits so but barring the unforeseen it's going to be an A&M Texas battle at the end of the day and that and I don't want to count out the Georgia Alabama Oklahoma but that's what this person says so that's the expectation of the recruitment at the end of the day and um, look I mean I think Tishar choice is big for Texas in that recruitment uh, because he had a prior relationship uh, and, and I think, you know, this is, it, what's interesting about shard Choice is we're going to find out really right away, uh, is he really an elite recruiter? Like I believe he is. I think we talked about that before, Bobby. I mean, I think this class is going to, you're going to see it pretty quick with the shard Choice just because where the battles are. And, you know, even if you'd say, okay, take Ruben Owens out to Tashar Choice immediately went after C- Cedric Baxter too. Um, who we have ranked as the number one running back in the country at on three. So he's put his name in the hat for arguably the two best backs in the country.
1: Yeah. And and, And so we're going to
0: find out pretty quick.
1: Yeah. I I think the other one I wanted to mention, the only other player on the same pedestal, I guess is the right word is is Baxter And, and Texas is involved there, but obviously that's a tough pull going out into Florida when Florida has a new head coach who is more recruiting oriented than the previous one. Yeah. Um, and Orlando is certainly uh, considered a Florida stronghold in, in many you ways. Know and
0: then you, and then you're going to have Georgia and Alabama, Alabama's offered back. Sir. I mean, you're going to have everybody in the sec region, going after the top back in the SEC region. So yeah. that that's a bloodbath recruitment. Have fun with that one. <laughs> yeah, exactly. All right. At receiver, um, there are several actually that's interest, that
1: are interesting to me. I mean, so not only is there um, Jonte Cook at DeSoto, who I think on a consistent basis is considered the number one receiver in the in state as of right now. Uh, but you know we'll, we'll wait and see then you have Jaquez Petaway down in, in Houston Jaden Greathouse who the Longhorns really like out of Austin Westlake uh, and then Jonah Wilson who you you said you're going to see today out of DeCaney those are kind of the bellwether recruitments at this point do you
0: consider some others in there or well I mean from a pure talent standpoint, Ryan Nibble is there but you know Niblet's more leaning to Alabama, I think. Uh, when Nick Saleman came out and made that personal visit with Drew Savota, his uh, special teams tight ends, special teams coordinator, who used to be the head coach at Klein Collins, by the way, um, when they came out, I think that really made an impression on Niblet. Um, okay, round two. Name something that's not boring.
1: A laundry. Oh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah. Oh. Sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right, chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward,
0: By law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Uh. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games. Honestly, so Texas may be fighting from behind on that one. Um, you know, Texas still is recruiting Jalen Hale, obviously. Um, and there's going to be some others uh, at that wide receiver position as well. But, you know, Jonte Cook is the one for the A&M and Texas fans right now. That's their guy, right? Because that's where the recruiting battle seems to be lining up to. Uh, Jonte Cook's been on Texas campus a number of times. He was at A&M January 22nd, I believe um so that that one is you know not that other schools won't be involved you know he actually made a trip out to Louisville January 29th weekend that they're not going to sign John T. Cook, Alabama some of the Oklahoma some of those other schools are going to be involved but this one really looks like it's going to be an A&M Texas battle um so that one has the fans attention right now uh Jaden Greathouse uh you know look I think that's Texas to lose and the question is is he receiver tied in people can argue about that all day um, but I, I think that one's more Texas to lose. Jaquez Petaway is very interesting to me because, look, his family's from Mobile. Um, and I was told last season by somebody who took him to the Alabama camp if Alabama offered, it's over. That's where he's going. He ran 451 and 453 on grass at that camp, and Alabama did not offer him. And now that person knows that Alabama, Nick Saban came into Alden Eisenhower. And to see Ryan Niblett and to not go by Langham Creek the same day. And that does matter in recruiting. So my point in saying that with Petway is that's really opened the door for Texas. LSU is kind of a sleeper there. Brian, we'll see what kind of receivers, the size of receivers Brian Kelly actually recruits in this class. Because Ryan Niblett grew up an LSU fan too. But LSU, Oklahoma, A&M, along with Texas are really the four for Petway. Now Georgia just offered yesterday. So you got to include the national champ, right? If the kid liked Alabama, he's going to like Georgia. Uh, but that one's more, I think Brennan Marion is, he relates to that kid really well. Um, I think there's a chip on the shoulder of Petaway a little bit. He's a kid who, um, look, he, he is in football athletic period. The day I was there a couple of weeks, it was football athletic period, track practice, and goes and works a job. <laughs> right? So he has got a full-time life at 17 years old. And I think if you know Brent and Marion's background, I think they're going to connect on that really well.
1: That's Does good, that mean is
0: going to Texas? No, but relationships do matter.
1: No, yeah, that's a great point. Um, that's a great point for people that don't know Brent and Marion's background. I, I suggest that's another topic for another, another right. day, but I suggest you read up on the Texas wide receiver coach and all of what he's overcome to get where he is. in life. Uh,
0: and and um, I and I think Marion, he's going to, he's going to like those kids like that. The Kyle Parker, who maybe is wasn't as highly thought of as some of the other guys early on. But if you talk to a guy like Margin Hooks, Margin Hooks says he's the first guy in for every workout and he's the last guy to leave every workout. And he's got a little bit of that chip on his shoulder, right? Because he's watched all the other kids in his class be highly recruited. So I think Marion's going to have an attachment to kids like that in recruiting and in evaluation. Gotcha. Um, at, at tight end, you didn't really necessarily
1: um, mention anybody, but obviously the bellwether in state for Texas
0: is, is Lafayette Kiway uh, out of Arlington. Is that correct? I think that's correct. And it depends on what you kind of consider great house. I mean, do you think yeah. great house is Jaleel Billingsley down the line or, or not? I mean, but yeah, Kaiway as far as a guy who plays tight end right now and actually lines up in a three point stance at times, he's the guy uh, and I think Texas is in a pretty good position there. Okay, um, offensive line, there are several
1: again this <laughs> year that, and, and and quite a few that Texas has, you know, a good relationship with. Early Kyle Flood's done a good job of not only getting them on campus but developing an early relationship with them. They went early on Jaden Chapman earlier than anybody, I think, yes. and he's turning out. Hey, he's got an offer from Alabama. That's turning out. To, to look like a, a tremendous evaluation. Uh, T.J. Shanahan out of Austin-Westlake, even though he's looking to go national recruiting type situation, and his brother's at Texas Tech now right. as a transfer. Harris Sewell out of uh, uh, Odessa Permians, another. Then you have Ian Reed, Andre Kajo, and Connor Stroh as well, all in state. Um, which ones are the ones that you think are the those elite – not elite is the wrong word, but the ones that you think – are the hinge battles that, that uh, could, could swing a, a recruiting class one way or the other.
0: Right? Yeah, I, I think you start with Harris Sewell. I mean, he's one of the top guards in the country, uh, and that's when Texas is actually going to have to work from behind on, um, which, you know, one thing we know in recruiting, Bobby, over the years is that the fans almost like the thrill of the hunt as much as getting the commitment, right? <laughs> so he's a guy who has people's attention, and especially because that's more of an Oklahoma Notre Dame, a and probably out in front of Texas, um, Alabama, if they make a real strong push. So that's that one's going to have some interest because there's some connections to Texas there on his side of the family. But currently, that's one where Texas is going to be working from behind on. And that's one where we say all the time now, my, one of my favorite new recruiting terms is recruit through the whistle. And that's one that Kyle Flood and Texas will have to recruit through the whistle they're going to have to come from behind on Shanahan. I think it's the same way. I think people say, well, he's at Austin Westlake. Well, he's from, he moved from Orlando before last season. There are no ties to Texas, University of Texas. He's one of the few Westlake kids with no ties to somewhere in the state of Texas. Um, and somebody with pretty good knowledge of that recruitment told me that whoever pushes Alabama or Georgia is going to stand a really good chance. So, a, a, you know, so Texas is going to be probably working from behind on that. We'll see how quickly and how hard those schools push. There's also Midwest ties with that family uh, because they were in Florida, but I th- originally uh, key family members from the Midwest um, as well. So that recruitment could go anywhere, honestly, right now. We'll see. Jaden Chapman, that's one I think Texas is in a pretty good spot. I think that battle line is pretty clearly drawn. Oklahoma wants him badly. Baylor's going to fight to try to keep him close to home. I I don't know if Baylor can win that, but I think we're seeing with Brent Venables at Oklahoma, we're seeing more of an emphasis on these DFW and then these Syntex battles again at Oklahoma that maybe we didn't see under Lincoln Riley because he loved the West Coast on a lot of heads and he was more of a national-looking brand in recruiting. I think you're going to see Brent Venables really, I think we're already seeing it, lock into DFW and then those kids like Chapman and Syntex. Uh, and yeah, so those I, are I, going to be interesting battles.
1: I, I I uh I agree with you. I think Chapman's the most important on this in this grouping. Not and the reason I say that is because Texas was on him first. It's important right. when you have an early lead to be able to close that lead. And so yeah. we'll see. I, I
0: think and, that- and Bobby, another reason he's probably most important, he's the of the three I just we just talked about, he's the guy that you know is can play tackle. Gotcha. <laughs> Yeah, no. I get
1: (laughs) on the defensive line, Jerry. On the defensive line, you mentioned Marcus Deal. Uh, He is out of uh, Garland. His dad uh, is on staff there. Um, David Hicks, uh, also Darian Galette out of um, uh, Marlin, uh, another prospect. Uh, Colton Vosick is somewhat situated a lot like Jaden Greathouse, probably right. Uh, A lot of ties to Texas uh, there. Uh, that would make you think that Texas is is in there. Um, the bellwethers, Deal, Hicks, Galette. You think Vosick's
0: probably in there, but how does that how does that look to you? Yeah, I think you know. And I'm going to tie this back to offensive line recruiting a little bit. Marcus Deal, um, uh, you know that was a And M in the summer. I think he was just at Texas again, January 22nd. I think that's shaping up as one of those battles Alabama recently offered last week. The whole, and what I, this is what point I'm going to get to a deal. There's a number of guys in this class that project as offensive linemen that prefer defensive line or want a chance on the defensive line first. And so that's going to affect a little bit how Texas recruits D linemen and offensive linemen in this class. Do some of those kids change their tune in the next few months? Does Marcus Deal go from, you know, I want, I want to play D line to saying, okay, offensive line probably is my high ceiling and – OK, I, I'll, I'll go be an offensive lineman first. Um, Zalance Hurd at Neville, who's one of the top prospects in the country, falls into that category. Bo Davis is leading the recruitment of Zalance Hurd. Uh, he's, a, he, he's, I believe, the number 13 kid in the country at on three in the 23 class. We're talking 6'5", 290, 35-inch arms, 11-inch hands, all that good jazz, right? He prefers D-line. Last year was his first year playing on the offensive line. Then, look, Bobby, I'm going to throw another name. I went to see this kid Terrence Green at Cy Woods Monday. He was 6'4", 215, 220 a year ago. He's now 6'5", 260. Uh, He's got an 83 and a half inch wingspan. He's got 10 inch hands. I measure him against my hands. Um, He's got 10 inch hands. He moves really well on the tape. You can see it. He's a kid who's Wanted to play D line and prefers a shot, but he's open the offensive tackle. Oklahoma State offered him as an offensive tackle. You have TCU Baylor Tech all in there saying you can have a shot at D line, but we like you here. There's so there's a number of kids in this class that prefer defense that are going to project the offense down the line. And that and the reason I'm being long winded is that's going to affect how some of these schools recruit those positions. Now you get to your for sure fire D line guys. I mean, David Hicks is as good as there is in the country um there's a uh the hicks family really likes todd bates at oklahoma they liked him when they were clemson they went out to clemson um and, and they have uh, the uh family members have a really good relationship with coach bates and i think that puts oklahoma in a pretty good spot texas a&m's a pretty good spot there too And texas um i think bo davis what and somebody at alan told me was that one of the uh basketball games of David Hicks uh, right before the end of that January period Texas is going to recruit through the whistle on this one but I do think they have ground to make up
1: and then you know Colton
0: Vosick I think you know that's that's a Texas lean obviously Um, you know Darian Gillette's an edge kid you know Bobby we're a big fan of the uh, dunking the basketball at the top of the square right on on an alley-oop when you're 6'3 225 and that one is, and in, this, in the article I wrote, I put Alabama as a sleeper. I'll get to that in a second. But that's look, that's coming more down to a Texas versus Texas A&M deal right now. Baylor's going to make their push. TCU's going to make their push. But I really think that's going to come down to Texas versus Texas A&M right now. And look, Jare Bledsoe, who's already getting great reviews, by the way, great reviews in, in Austin. Can that help? Yeah, that can help. But I think those recruitments are going to be independent of each other. And why Alabama is the sleeper is the father um, and the family's from Alabama originally. And I don't know if a lot of people know that because Gillette's not a kid that's been publicized as much as other kids at this point in in the recruiting process. But I believe the dad played college basketball or college football at Alabama State. Um, And maybe the mom was at Auburn or in that area, grew up in Auburn. So there's, if, if an Alabama makes a run, if they come in an offer that could impact that recruitment a little, a little bit or a lot, (laughs) we'll find out.
1: Linebackers a little bit different. Um, They haven't over offered a lot of guys, right? Anthony Hill is the highest rated one um, by a lot of the services, but he, that's a a recruitment that's my understanding can swing any which way you just don't know yet. Right. But the kind of the one that I look at is maybe more of a bellwether recruitment is Samaj Burrell out of Everman. Right. I mean, uh, because he's, he's a guy that they definitely need. And, you know, look, they did not, they only signed one linebacker a year ago. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: They did. (laughs) I I mean, and so my, my point is, is I feel like, while Hill is one of those guys that everybody's going to be recruiting. So don't—they're right. not trying to diminish him as a player at all. It's just Burrell seems like that—that that guy that Texas has to have, yeah. Um, because otherwise, they could be left holding the bag. Yeah, you know.
0: And uh, that—that's just my my two cents yeah. on that. And Burrell, I mean, look, that's one that you know Oklahoma is going to fight hard on. That's what I'm talking about in DFW. Ohio State offered Burrell recently. Um, he, he's a one that it's a little bit tougher to get a read on the recruitment when you know Texas is in a pretty good spot on that. Um, but this is a kid who's he's going to rise in the recruiting rankings, right? I mean, he's just one of those players. Um, we have him in the uh, in the on three hundred right now. He'll rise a little bit when we redo that list coming out late February, early March, uh, based on what I've seen on junior tape. Uh, so that that's going to be one of those battles. But I agree with you. I mean, that's one that Texas kind of needs to has to win, however you want to pin it. Uh, Anthony Hill, I, you know, look, I've spoken with somebody twice in the last two weeks that still believes this is going to come down to A&M versus Texas. Um, Oklahoma's obviously right there. He was just at Oklahoma, right? Then he was at A&M at the end of the month as well. Um, And the belief is that's going to come down to Texas and Texas A&M. And I don't want to rule Oklahoma out, but that's where this one person thinks the decision ultimately will come down from. Now, look, when Anthony Hill – began this recruiting process. He has some family ties to Florida. Um, I remember the first time I ever talked to him, he told me he loved Florida, University of Florida. We'll see if that new staff makes a push. That could be a sleeper situation in that recruitment, but person I've that's been pretty good on this recruitment the whole way through just thinks it's going to come down to the two in-state schools with Oklahoma being the third. Got it. All right. At DB, there's quite a bit, actually. Javen Taviano,
1: uh, the corner out of Arlington-Martin jameel johnson who's already committed to texas but considering taking other visits out of uh, arlington Seguin, bravion rogers the guy out of uh, lagrange that you really like i know dalton brooks right there really close to, to LaGrange. They play each other <laughs> i mean i i tell you what between between um jonathan brooks yeah, uh, dalton brooks and uh lagrange and, and those guys that's that area has gotten had some kids the last couple of years. Well, and Ruben Owens at El and Camp Ruben Owens, is, yeah, he's at El Campo. That's right. I mean, yeah. and so you know, where's Quero in that deal?
0: Right. Yeah. <laughs> Quero. Hey, they, they, they I think the players are gone from there for right now, and uh, there's uh, no, nobody nobody down at Industrial right now. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. but my, my point on those
1: DBs right is, um, Toviano is a corner right, and that's yeah. that's a that's a priority. Rodgers, safety, athlete, corner, kind of nickel yeah. even. Dalton Brooks, Jamil safety. Johnson. Um, those guys, where are you at on, on them as, as as it is right now and, and what they mean to Texas in this recruiting cycle?
0: Uh, look, I think Bravion Rodgers is a big one. Texas was early on that. Um, again, that's kind of like Jaden Chapman. And they weren't the first. I mean, TCU, when I went to see the kid, TCU, he told me TCU was his favorite at the time. Obviously, things changed. Texas offered him – I four days after I was there. I mean, he's been to Austin a couple times um, since that point in time. Um, You know, he just went up to Oklahoma State. Alabama just offered him, you know, and you know that changes the game. And the thing that Texas fans have to understand is there's – Alabama offers a lot of guys, and a lot of times that's to get those kids to campus so Nick can evaluate them in person, right? I'm not saying Bravion Rogers could call and commit to Nick Saban today just to be clear, But Alabama did offer him. so anytime Alabama offers it can throw a wrench in the recruitment um, or it can slow down a pr- recruiting process and what it can do. But I think Texas is a pretty good spot for Rogers TCU is right there. Um, he, he did go to Oklahoma State recently. Um, you know so we'll see who else see who else comes in and offers. He is he's going to be interesting because the expectation is he's going to run 106 in track this spring. If he does that at 185, 190 pounds, Watch what happens to his recruitment. He he put up 6 six nine last year, but it's different if you do it as a junior, ten pounds heavier than the year before, right, Bobby? It changes things in your recruitment. Uh, it's like uh, the guy at, at Jacksonville that we were just talking about
1: yesterday. I mean, yeah, yeah. I mean, here's a guy that that plays on it, or plays both ways in football. Yep, right, successfully, successfully. Yeah, <laughs> at a high high level. Then he, he's the number one player on a
0: basketball team that, what would you say, is
1: 24
0: and five, 24 yeah. and five, going to go to the playoffs, the averages 14 a game at shooting guard and and runs, out races people up and down the court.
1: And, and then is going to run 10, ran 10 six in a prelim, you said yeah. in the district track meet. I mean, before he pulled his groin. I I, I just think that guys like that figure in here. That's, a, that's an example of guys that we say now. This is this may be looking at the board, but a year from now, or, or even really three months from now, after spring track season, after you see them in the spring, right? This thing can move up quite a bit. Um, at, at athlete, Jerry, I, I mentioned uh, Anthony White at Abernathy, who I think is interesting, uh, because of just I mean, he's so rangy and long, yep. but a guy that I really, really like. Um, and I think he is one of those types that Texas needs to, to sign in this class is McCall, uh, McCall, I think is, is how you yeah. pronounce his first name, Harrison Pilot out of Temple. He fits to me what Texas wants to be athletically. Um yeah. and, and now he fits what everybody probably wants to be athletically. Right. But that is a key component to this recruiting class in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I totally agree. And he's, uh, he's up the road at Temple. Look, I, I mean, there is, um, there's been some key wins in, in, in the Syntex area in recruiting. And let's be honest, this, that area is more talented now. I mean, it's more talented. Like when I uh, – there's more – so many more people have moved in to the areas. It's a more talented area. So you have Harrison Pilot at Temple, Jaden Chapman at Harker Heights. You have Ansel Nador, D. Lyman, who I know both of us really like. We pressure from Round Rock. You have Vosick and the Westlake kids. You know, everywhere I went, Cameron Cook at Stony Point, all these schools I went to, uh, Ian Reed at Vandergrift and Vandergrift, some young kids that were very impressive. There's more talent in that area. And there's going to be some key recruiting battles. I, I'm with you, Harrison Pilot. I look at him as a safety, more than likely, but that's a position of need, uh, you know, for Texas in the 2023 class. And that's one that you look at and you say, Texas, I'm not saying Texas should win, but they 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 need to win that recruitment. That's one you need to win. That, that, and that's what I'm getting at. That, that's a, yeah. you, you and I are on the same page
1: here. That's what I meant by this barometer, right? Where they need to win Jaden Chatton. Yeah. They need to win Harrison Pyle. Uh, there's some guys, they need win, uh,
0: to win, to, try to come away with one of these receivers where it's a national recruitment, you know? Well, and and the, other, the, the other thing, Bobby, is they need to some of these guys to drop late in the spring too, by the way, they, they don't need all these recruitments to carry out into the summer. I mean, you know, there is. You got to have a little momentum. You got to build a little momentum. You have to. You you want to. You want a couple of those top or highly ranked kids to go your way early, uh, so your message is is that much clearer, and you have other people uh, with the same message that are the same age as the other guys you're going after. Uh, Jerry, I, I didn't. You mentioned Zalance Lance Herd out of state. Of course,
1: Arch Manning, Cedric Baxter. Uh, I I did not talk about in here guys like Macari Vickers, the safety uh, out of uh, Tallahassee, or Jordan Matthews, the the, the defensive back out of Baton Rouge. Uh, There are a handful of others. Will Randall, tight end out of uh, New Orleans, Arch Manning's teammate as well. Um, We'll come back to those at another time and maybe do that in in another one.
0: Well, in in, in a couple of weeks is a great time for the fans. We'll revisit that. I'm going to be down in uh, Florida for the Under Armour. Miami camp which is February 20th and I'm also going to see some of those top targets you know some will be at the camp some may not be there's a D tackle John Walker at who also it was one of the best in the country uh Pete Kwiatkowski was by there in late January uh so they're going to make a run at him they probably won't get him they'll make a run at him and I'll probably also go see Dylan Mitchell and five-star hoops uh signing for Texas while I'm in Orlando <laughs> all
1: right uh Jerry Hamilton from on three and inside Texas thanks for joining us uh this has been Uh, A great uh, kind of a recap for where we think Texas is on a a number of recruitments. Again, please consider a subscription to Inside Texas if you don't already. Also, please uh, click on the red subscribe button to this video and or podcast. For uh, For Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. Thanks for watching On Texas Football. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper?